Places, please. Places for the top of Theater Countdown. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Damn it. I knew I should have taken the cab down 7th Avenue. Now I'm late for... Oh, it's Places. It's the top of the show. I'm in my seat. Hopefully you're in your seat. Cheryl's. You look like you're in your seat. This is another episode of Theater Countdown. Uh, I am your good, good girlfriend, Asmaret Gabber mckell And who are you? And I'm also your good, good girlfriend and Broadway buddy, Ben Cameron, you know here it. to count down all the theater nonsensory that you can take, frankly. Even and, you might not, stuff you might not be able to take. It, but, well, well and, but that's, you know, you know your limits and we're not here to put limits on you. Correct. So, your life, your limits. Absolutely. So if you have limits that you feel like we've crossed, by all means, do let us know um, through our social media at Theater Countdown on Instagram and Twitter and um, no, no, on Instagram and TikTok, TikTok, mm-hmm. TikTok uh, and Theater Count on Twitter, because, of course, as we know, ain't nobody got time for that. So uh, let us know where your boundaries lie and where we've crossed the line and uh in both our opinions and uh just as people that's right that's right um but we appreciate we appreciate you listening i know that more and more people are listening every time we do one of these which makes us so glad inside of our hearts and our last episode was really fun with jessica boss oh my gosh that was a hoot i'm glad she stayed the whole time she really had a good time she texted me after and had the she just had a blast yeah i got it i did a little message too to you know gotta suss it out see how they feel about the experience and she said she said she had fun i love it i like too that she came on and she had we our choices were Similar and different enough to have really insightful conversations, I think. Well, she kind of brought it all home in her last, in her last choice. Yeah. Of course, you'll have to hear how how we react to that truthfully in the bonus episode, because she did a right. she came through like a zamboni and she swept the ice there. She really did. The, I mean, yeah. for for five, for what I thought was a very difficult category, she kind of came in with some heavy hitters. I was really impressed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once again, you know, we're only people. Less. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and to be Zambonied by Jessica Vosk. I hope that someday you have the experience, the opportunity. Go see your sure, concert, Bill Zambonio. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. You've seen a lot of theater, and I really want to know what you thought. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Big. Seen. Yeah. Big theater going week for me. Okay. So I saw Life of Pi. I saw Life of Pi on Broadway. It was absolutely stunning. I've never seen puppets like this in my life. Um, There was a couple questionable acting moments, but it doesn't matter because of the glory of the stagecraft that is happening in front of you. It's impossible not to get swept away. So good. I saw Sweeney Todd. Ooh, I saw Sweeney Todd. And uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. Did we already talk about this on an episode? We, I feel like we did, but I don't, had you seen it already? Oh, wait, no, I don't remember. Great. Well, I was, it was very good. Um, I just feel like I've been in this position where I'm looking at your face and saying all of this already. I know, same. In well, a way, right. we have. <laughs> maybe this one. Oh, we got here. Maybe it's just uh, our ESPN connection. That's the sportiest thing you've ever said without knowing that it's sporty. Do you know, do you want to hear one of my weird gigs that I've done in my lifetime? 
Yes. I danced at Radio City Music Hall in the opening number for the ESPY Awards. You know what the ESPY Awards are? Yes, I do. The ESPY Awards for everyone out there who, and I know you don't know out there, but in in Peter Countdown listener land, the ESPY Awards is like the sports Tonys. Right. So, you know, it's there's some differences, but they had it at Radio City Music Hall one year. And so to like play off of that, they hired a bunch of faggy chorus boys. And I use the term lovingly as a faggy myself um, to come up there in like sequin basketball jerseys and and baseball outfits and hockey outfits. And we did a whole like rocket kick line number. And this oh is the God. moment where I ended up in the kick line next to Evander Holyfield because they snuck oh. some famous sports people into the line. And I'm next to Evander Holyfield while Norm McDonald is talking to him and I'm like flirting with him and acting super gay the entire time. So that's pretty sporty. That's very sporty. That's sporty AF. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I also saw Peter Pan Goes Wrong. Oh, how was that? Was it fun? Which was so fun. It's hilarious. My favorite thing in the world is when theater goes terribly wrong. So like play goes wrong is right up my alley. Noises off is right up my alley. Yeah. Peter Pan goes wrong right up my alley. It's everything you want it to be. And it's I just bottom line. Falling down is hilarious. It is. You know what I mean? I do. There are some I have fallen truth. down once or twice for, to, to make to get a laugh. Absolutely. And Natalie Ashford falls down for a laugh hundreds of times in Sweeney Todd. We did talk about this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, by all means, let's edit that out. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> we've already talked about that. So what week is this then? Gosh, it's like it's week it's week 11. I don't know. We've been we've just been in each other's orbit for so long, Charles. I don't... <laughs> okay, great. Well, good. So now you're caught up on the thing you already knew. It's that's right. That's right. We're back to the future. Oh, good. Oh, it's, that's coming to Broadway. That's exciting. They announced the cast list for that. But that's that, you know, that. hold on. We're way out of order here. I know. Girls, when do you want to tell your story? I want to hear your story. So I just kind of having like a weird week and I had some time between appointments the other day and I walked into a store and was trying clothes on or whatever. And I mentioned to the woman working in the dressing rooms that I was an actress. And so she was like, oh, she's like, what have you done? I said, oh, I've been in some theater stuff. And she's like, oh, I did. Uh, you know, I used to do theater. We turns out we had a mutual friend uh, who was one of the actors in The Notebook in Chicago. She's from that area. And so I was like, God, you look really familiar. She's like, I just think people I just have one of those faces or whatever. And so I walk out. We exchanged info. She was really lovely. And I was like walking down the street. And I was like. That was such a nice interaction. It just like was one of those New York afternoons. It was like the sun was out. It was gorgeous. And I checked my phone and she'd followed me on Instagram. And I was looking at her. She sent me a little message and a clip of her playing Pilar in her high school's oh. production of Legally Blonde. And then I scrolled up to a message from her from 2015. She had sent me a DM because she was playing Pilar in her high school. And she wrote me this really sweet note about what an inspiration I was and all the stuff and like... She was really inspired to be playing the same part. And I like looked at the phone and I was like, oh my God, you, you, you messaged me before. She was like, I did? That sounds like something I would do. And I like showed her what she had written to me eight years prior. Oh. And she was like, oh my gosh. She's like, that's totally something I would do. And I, I meant every word of it. And I just was like having the worst, just like the worst week. It was just like a weird week. And I saw somebody that completely like lifted my spirits. And it's also like to say 
we do read messages from people. You know what I mean? Social media is such a yeah. funny thing that it connects people from from all over. So I don't know. I just thought that was really sweet. Hi, I... hi Faith. Hi, Faith. I love that. <laughs> well, and you just never know who's watching and who's being affected. And and yeah. and it's hard sometimes. To, you know, you get so lost in the DMs. They come. I mean, I don't get so many DMs that then I get lost, but that, you know, you never know. Cause it's, you, you know, you may or may not look at your Instagram DMs, right? It's not yeah, super and official. The, and she must've left an impact because I, I mean, I really, I was genuinely like you, I know I've met you before for some reason. I was just, I hadn't, she sent me a message, mm. but um, it was just in my head that I, that I had met this person before. I love that. that cool? I, uh, I, this, this is going to sound super narcissistic, but there's nothing really will lift your spirits if you're feeling really kind of shitty about life or the business or whatever than somebody recognizing you for something or expressing appreciation for something they've seen you do or letting you know an impact that you've you've made on their lives. Um, that pulls me out of it pretty quick. So it if does. you see me walking down the street, people, don't hesitate. Get at me. Or even even when you when you go to rate our podcast, you can just leave a little review of affirmations for each one of us. Oh my gosh! Just tell us we're pretty. For God's sake! Oh, speaking of pretty, wait. Um, this has nothing to do with anything, and you guys can't Great. see this. But dun, 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 dun. I got a tattoo. Oh my gosh! I got a tattoo last night. Is it of a parking I, attendant? It's a parking attendant wearing comedy and tragedy masks. Oh. So I thought it's about this show, obviously. So on brand. I don't know if you can see it. I've got like a thing on it, but it's very cool. And I've known the design I've wanted for a long time. And um, it's uh, got blue, it's triangles and mountains and they're arrows and it's blue and they're stacked and it goes all the way around my arm. Oh my, that's really cool. Thank you. I'm very excited about it. So people, you can't see that, but maybe if you subscribe to the show, uh, we will all mail you a signed autographed copy photo of it. Or we'll put it on a Facebook page or something. Or when you or when you accost me on the street, I'll show you. Either I'm into all those options. Um, should we talk about some very hot and very sexy theater news? I think it's time. We interrupt our program to bring you this theater news. Feeling sexy. Oh, so sexy. Oh, so sexy. What what you got for us? Uh, well, I think I think we have a little story here about my my former boss Casey Nicola. Do you want to share that with our friends? Oh, sure. Well, it's your former boss. I've never worked with Casey Nicola, but Casey Nicola is a director and choreographer who's responsible for Aladdin and the Drowsy Chaperone and the Prom and s some like it hot and. Uh, just a million things. He's a he's things. he's a definitely a golden a golden child of the theater in this day and age in this generation. And I guess they were down at some like it hot on Broadway. They they were minus cast members. They didn't have enough people to get the to have everybody covered on stage. So Casey Nicola, the director choreographer, went on for one of the roles, and I believe it's still going on. I think it was on last what? night. As, as recently as last night. Yeah. So that's now like a few shows. Is that true? That's what I heard. Oh, my God. He played Spats something. Colombo. Spats yeah. Colombo? Yes. Mobster Gangster? 
crazy. I, I, I wish I could see that. <laughs> that's that's wild. I mean, well, was Casey Nicola was a Broadway performer. Yeah. Was he not? Saturday yeah. Night Fever, uh, Thoroughly Modern Millie, uh, Seussical. Yeah, Casey's been in a lot of shows. And now he makes the shows. And now he makes shows and now he's back in the shows that he makes. Oh, can you? I just, I feel like I would be so panicked. Um, I feel like that feels like a very community theater thing that's got to happen all the time, right? Yeah. Where like, you know, when, when you're, when you don't have kind of the capacity to have a bunch of understudies ready to go on, if somebody really goes down, the director's got to go on. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I actually think that over at the, um, the new group who's doing the seagull in Woodstock, New York. I think Scott. Uh, oh, I'm Ellis? thinking on Scott's name, not Scott Ellis, but his name sounds like Scott Ellis. He's the Scott Elliott, the artistic director of the new group, is going on in that play as well. Wow. Do you th did Casey go on with a script? I think Casey went on with the script. I don't know if Scott did. I don't. I mean, yeah, he if must have. If he's the seagull, right? I God, he would have to, right? Yeah, I would. I would imagine. I, I feel imagine. like there's lots of words in the seagull. Yes. Yes. I don't know if Casey did. Maybe Casey's off book by now. <laughs> if he's still doing it, I maybe <laughs> did, but oh my gosh. But I would be, I would love to see that happen. I would love to see the energy that's going on in the cast for that. Can you imagine? Uh, when I actually, when I was in London doing dream girls, I had done book of Mormon there and they were down so many people at one, one performance that they were considering having me come over from doing dream girls and doing Mormon for the night. <gasps> and did they call you and say, no, they found Mormon. another, one of the other former cast members was available. So I couldn't do it. I was so excited for the big story and it didn't happen. God, but it's something, must be something about Casey's shows. <laughs> I guess. Um, I feel like that's happened on Broadway before though, where they've grabbed people from other shows and brought them down to play, to play yeah. other roles. Yeah. Like didn't, I think wasn't Charlotte Dembois standing by for Christina Applegate in Sweet Charity, and while she was in Chicago, right? And she had to go do Roxy, and yes. so she was like, "Great, that's insanity." Yeah, that's just wild, but so cool. It is really cool. I don't know if um, you ever remember that. Uh, well, we're going from some like it hot to a hot city, and that hot city is Houston. Uh, putting <laughs> the hoe in hot for decades <laughs> now, Houston. <laughs> It sure is. Like. Uh, yes, and the Moulin Rouge tour is there right now. At the Hobby Center, which is the okay. big theater where all the tours go through. There's a lot of really big theaters. There's the... Um, yeah, there's Tuts, Theater Tuts, Stars. which I have worked at, which was an out, outdoor experience where you do the shows outdoors in Houston in the humidity and, you know, you just try not to die, ultimately. Yeah. It's very cool. But also, <laughs> isn't there the Alley Theaters in Houston? Yes, that's uh, and right. The, and the hobby center is where a lot of the tours go through. Um, but yes. uh, what's going so, down? Well, they're hosting Moulin Rouge. And what they've started doing is something called Touch Tours. And it gives blind and low vision audience members a chance to go backstage and try on props and touch touch costumes. Uh, so it enhances their experience before they, they experience a performance in the seats. That's very, very cool. I think that's what a wonderful standard to set. Didn't you do something like that in London? I did. When I was doing Dreamgirls, we had a, a tour come through uh, before they were attending the show. 
And we tried on some of our costumes and they got to come back and feel some of the beating and the rhinestones. And they got to go backstage and touch the curtain because we have these we have these huge Swarovski crystal curtains. Mm -hmm. So they got a chance to come back and hang out and and touch those and see how uh, experience what goes on backstage. Yeah. So that's very, very cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, Speaking of the Hobby Center uh, and other fabulous touring houses, the segue of doom. Uh, all across the country. Back to the Future has not even made it to Broadway yet. It's been in London. It's coming to Broadway. They just announced the cast. Roger Bart is coming over from the UK production, who seems, I mean, what could be more perfect? He's perfect. He's great. And the kid who just starred in Almost Famous will be playing Marty McFly. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of very cool people in it. But before they're even close to opening that on Broadway... They have announced the tour. The tour dates are out. So uh, they must feel very cocky about the whole thing. And um, I guess if you can go into the future and come back, you know that it's going to be a hit and you exactly. can you can count on that kind of, on that ticket sale. Yeah, it's hardly a risk at all, is it? No, it doesn't seem like it. Not with not when you've got that kind of DeLorean insurance. <laughs> you know what I mean? I sure do. Mm-hmm. I sure do. I actually I saw a, an early workshop of it in London. And oh, I think audiences will really enjoy it. I think it will do well on tour. Well, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually excited to see it on stage. I want to see these these uh this set. Oh, so you saw it's, like you saw like I in saw a studio. like in a studio. Yeah, that's yeah. always even cooler though. Yeah, it was cool, and Roger's that's... amazing. So he was brilliant and funny. I, and... Yeah, I can't imagine any who no one else. Yeah. Well, they're gonna have to get somebody else to go on the tour, I guess. Oh, wait a minute. My hair's gray. Let's I was just going to say, you'd be great, actually. Wait a minute. Doc wait Brown minute. who? Um, I feel like we had one more piece of sexy theater news. We do. And it's about our beloved show, Ragtime. Oh, yes, 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 yes. They just celebrated their 25th anniversary by doing a reunion concert. And they raised money, Charles? Yeah, they raised over a million dollars for the Entertainment Community Fund, which used to be the Actors Fund and has recently been renamed for all people in entertainment, which Brian Stokes Mitchell is the president, uh, which is very cool. That's a lot of money in one night. And it's amazing. What a what a shoulda. Wish I could have been there. I know, me too. And and they've the Entertainment Community Fund helped a lot of people in our industry <clears throat> during lockdown. So it's oh, cool yeah. that people continue to to donate and support them. Yeah. Uh, hey, do you want to play a game? Hey, psst, Shirls, friend, do you want to play a game? Yeah, I'll play a game. You want to play a game? Do you like kids turning the world? <laughs> do you want to play a game? Is that what they do in Scream? Does he say, do you want to play a game? No, he says, do you yes. like scary movies? Do you like scary movies? I was like, wow, that was, wow. This is yes, also yes. <laughs> not the Scream Boys. This is like Cookie Monster, like slowly oh, so coming out of the I thought you were doing. Coma. I thought you were doing Cookie You're Monster. Like, forgot. Okay, you thought I was. The answer Monster? is yes. So yes, the answer is yes. yes I want to play a game. Okay, great. I think uh, we should announce our... our friend Chris. Chris, our game master. Hello. Hi, Chris. How are Chris. you doing? Never better. So, I figured we play a game. I don't want to skirt around it. It's taboo, but it's going to be theater taboo, taboo. <laughs> which obviously is the sweetest of taboos. It... You know who I didn't expect to run into on today's episode? Sade. Sade. 
Oh my God, she's so smooth, <laughs> Sade. She's so All right. smooth. All right, I hope that we're smooth <laughs> at this game. So the way this works, if you don't know, before we started, I text messaged our hosts seven different shows. So now in front of them, they have seven different shows and they have some taboo words underneath those shows. Those are the words they cannot use to describe the show. I'm going to give them 90 seconds. We'll start with as first because she's the first on my list here. <laughs> and you'll have 90 seconds to tell Ben or to try to get Ben to guess what these shows are. So it's a show. It's a music. It's a show. They're all shows. Yes. We are going to make one slight change to the, to the rules here. There's no songs. No songs or humming because that'd be a little too easy. There's another humming game I think we're going to try in a couple weeks that I, that I don't want to take any shine away from that one. So there's okay. no humming or, or, or songs. All right. You're safe today, listeners. <laughs> so as this for Ben. Be something else. All right. Okay. seven. I'm going to start you. When I say go, and you'll have ninety seconds. I have another question, Chris. Uh, sure. Will you be will you be verbally beeping us? Should we say a taboo word? Uh sure. I can give you a little buzzer sound if you'd like. Well, otherwise we could cheat. We'd never know. Okay. Well, I can't let you cheat. I have my finger on the buzzer. So ninety seconds on the clock. As for Ben, all right. Here we go. Go. Okay. Ben Platt. Dear Hansen. Uh, unitards, garbage cans, lots of ballet. Stomp? No. Unitards, garbage yeah, cans, unitards, lots of ballet. Point shoes, um, balls. There's a ball. You can pass if you want. Android Weber. Brad Cinderella? Huh? Oh, oh, unitards, garbage cans, cats. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one more day, one day more. Lame as rub. Uh huh. Um, think of me, think of me fondly. Fan of the opera. Uh, okay. Um, the internet is racist. It's for porn, but Avenue Q. I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but everyone's a little bit racist. <laughs> I want yeah. cold medicine. Um, <laughs> right, chasing the Sudafed dragon. Exactly. Uh, oh, I can't sing this. All right. Um, Lindsay, uh, Lindsay, Leslie Kritzer. She's going to kill me. Leslie Kritzer, Alex Brightman. Uh, yep. Um, oh, this was a very, this production, the, the last revival was very, very risque. There was a lot of scandal surrounding it. It is a very lovely ballet show. Uh, oh, what is the song? Out of My Dreams. Oklahoma. No, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Oh, it's not. It's not swings, but uh. Swings. Time's up. Slide? Time's up. Carousel. Is it a... Unfortunately. <laughs> oh, carousel. Carousel. Yeah. It's not swings, but a carousel. Okay. Sure. I'm doing great. <laughs> that was good. You got a lot. Good. Okay. Stressful. Yes. Okay. Ooh. So I'm starting the clock up again at 90 seconds. Ben, this is for. You to tell as here we go and go. Um, boys, girls, um, uh, Hair? Mm, uh, pinstripe suits, uh, dice, guys and dolls. Yep. Um, men dressed as ladies. Lacage. Other one. Kinky boots. Yep. <laughs> um. How many trombones did you want? Oh, the music man. <laughs> yeah. Um th uh these fellas were from the Garden State. 
Oh, good vibrations. No, um, boys, California, Jersey boys. Yeah. Um, oh, and, uh, um, I really get that one, but <laughs> Jack Black, um, and, oh, School of Rock. Yep. And, um, uh, uh Leslie Margarita sings loud Matilda. and, um, uh, Lena Hall won a Tony for this along with Patrick Harris. That's right. You did it. All seven. Oh, well, I think I... Well, six and a half, maybe. Did the, you say Jersey? The Jersey one was a little sketch. No, but, but I... Oh, I but heard I, it, though. I know. I appreciated <laughs> that. I was I was going, like, good vibrations. Because I was like, sunshine... Is Jersey the sunshine state? I wasn't aware that it was, but I guess to some people... I assure you, Jersey <laughs> is not the sunshine state. It is for uh, me, only for the housewives. Only you, oh, my gosh. I, do you know what, though? I'm watching this new season. I... Jen is Wild. such a sociopath. She is such a, I never thought that I could hate a person on the level that I hate Teresa Judice, but then Jen came along and I'm like, why is anyone talking to her? She is the worst human being on television. And then of course, Teresa Judice is right underneath that. Do you like Teresa? I, I go back and forth because I, she changed my she changed my opinion of her on Ultimate Girl Trip. I don't know why. Like seeing her with the other housewives, I was like, I don't know. I kind of get it, but I don't. Maybe I'm just so desensitized. And I've been watching it for so long that I'm like, I, I, maybe I have Stockholm syndrome, and I just think everyone is great. <laughs> you have housewife Stockholm syndrome. I bet yeah. that's a real thing. That's diagnosable. Paramus Paramus syndrome. Uh, yeah, Paramus Stock- paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> What a mall they have in Paramus, too. I know. Oh, such a mall. <laughs> All right. I think it's time. Without further ado. To list it or lose it. Today's list. We haven't even talked about this yet. Today's we episode is all about our very favorite Tony Award performances. And we yeah. didn't have a conversation about this before, about what constitutes qualification for our list did you include like opening numbers because i did not no i didn't and i also did not include like you know in recent years they've had shows come back and perform like maybe okay, if there was good. like a smaller season or something i didn't do any of that i actually expanded Perfect. my horizons a little bit did you do some watching and learning some things i did i did i've i've watched a lot of these now i've and of course, I feel completely. I've got paramus paralysis because I there's too many good ones, but yeah, we got to do it. So we're gonna hit the ten through six best Tony Awards performances of all time. Yeah, I'm I love a Tony Awards performance. This. That's why I would. That's the reason you tune in. Like, yeah, yeah, you're gonna announce some winners, and you're gonna care about three or four of them. Maybe if you're in a particular drama club at a particular pool party, Tony watch party, um, you know, but if otherwise you're watching, you just want to see the performances because it's really the Tony's is ultimately the commercial and the only way in to seeing what's happening on Broadway out, you know, in a full spectacle kind of way. So it's super important. And based on those performances, a show will sell tickets or not. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. And I, and I know for myself, it was like a lot of these shows are shows that end up on my top 
cast album lists and my top 11 o'clock number list because I first I first learned about them by watching these Tony performances. So it's cool. It was like, again, like all of this is so nostalgic for me going back and like deciding what's what's going to make the list and what isn't. And then like some of those, a lot of those things having to do with childhood nostalgia, but also some of them just like, this is, this is a category where I let myself sort of go with some more like, not necessarily golden age, but I just, I like, I I broaden the scope a little bit because the Tony number is just like one, it's like one shot. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you one thing that I that doesn't usually resonate with me on the Tony Awards. I'm never as big a fan of the show's performance if it's one of those that they go and now performing live from their theater down the street. But you know what I mean? Like when yeah. they go and then they're doing it in their designed confined bubble of where their show happens rather than having to really create and craft something that works on the stage at Radio City. Yes. Or in the one year at the beacon theater yeah, <laughs> where where half the performances happened outside yeah exactly out on the red provided by fairway <laughs> across the street <laughs> oh my god listen you've got to be a real new yorker to get to that fairway and know what times to, to show up so you're not standing in line or the Cinderella right. that used to be there too Cinderella Cinderella right by Cinderella. <laughs> I remember when I first started going to dance classes at Steps on Broadway, which is right across yeah. the street as well, yep. it's, which is right down from the Cinderella. They were striking outside the Cinderella and they have one of those giant inflatable rats out. And I will never forget the sound of their chant, which was, oh no, Cinderella, say no, Cinderella. And I was like, okay, well, that's that. I can get but, behind that. Yeah, I never never went into the Cinderella, so maybe it worked. I didn't either. Yeah. It always well, felt too fancy for me, even though Fairway is like fancy AF. Well, we stand with the workers of Cinderella. That's right. And they're what I hope they got whatever they wanted out of That's that. Right. That's right. This podcast is for you. <laughs> Cinderella employees. Don't get jealous, parking attendants. That's right. All right. Cheryl's, we gotta do it. If you want to start, do you want me to start? I'm gonna start today because I think okay. what I'm what I've selected for number ten will surprise you. Oh, all right. I'd like to just get right on into it. Okay. Um I this surprise I surprised myself when I was online doing my research. I came across this Tony number and I was like, wow, this is really fucking good. And I like somehow did not like ever clock this performance, this role, this like diva. And my number 10, my friend Charles and my friends listening, is anything goes. Patty Lapone <gasps> in Anything Goes. Wow. Tapping and belting away. I, have you seen this performance? I have absolutely seen this performance. I may have watched this performance today. Holy actually. shit. Yeah. Now, here's my question. Um, first of all, it's that bright, it's that crazy bright red wig she's wearing that's so yes. fantastic. Uh, and she's got like the crazy little sailor hat on and she's wearing the cute skirt. And she's just being like a little sassy sex bomb and just blowing like a horn on that song. It's unbelievable. I was and like, is she a dance? Is Patty Lapone a dancer? This is where we have to talk and make some make some guesses because she comes forward doing the flap 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 flap, and then she has a bunch of paradiddles, and I can't tell if she's just kind of moving her feet inconspicuously or if she can tap dance. 
This is what I want to know. And either way, that's why she made number 10. Because I was like, if you're not a tapper, then you are fucking selling the hell out of this. Because I believe that you are making every single sound that your exhausted company behind you is doing. Like, it was, I I think it was just so unexpected. And also, like, the juxtaposition of knowing that Sutton played this role all these years later in the Kathleen Marshall production. And just, like, the two personality types, like, next, you know what I mean? I just, because it was, visually, it's very similar. So I was just, I was like, what? I, my mind was blown. And she was, she's singing down. She's singing down. And she's got cute little glovelets on. Yes. Got those, it, the whole thing is so fantastic. I remember seeing that and I didn't know who Cole Porter was. That was kind of my, my introduction to what, to Cole Porter music at all, which yeah. turned it on an expert on, but I thought that was like a brand new show tune. Yes, and not a song from the turn of the century, because uh, the way she sells it is so great. I was like, I love this song. Yeah, Cheers. I often felt like that with Cole, like hearing Cole Porter stuff for the first time, and honestly, like when I was a little, like a young kid, the Gershwin stuff too. There was stuff oh, yeah. that I was like, oh, this is like, I had no idea how old it. You know what I mean? How long it had been around. That's why it's the great American songbook because it we can't so. let it go. That's right. Because a lot of those songs are redone and covered over and over that's yeah. an excellent choice i salute you um that's a brilliant choice and you've also let me off the hook that i no longer feel the need to put it on my list good see thank you for that gift there you go are we I playing uh clips of these by the way oh we certainly should if you want okay like she's having fun that's what it like even the way she's like it's so like loose yeah. you know what i mean it's so like loose and like whimsical and it's i think that's what caught me off guard today i was like you have to be fucking kidding me this is patty lapone like you know what i mean like it's incredible i don't know i agree i feel like whimsical isn't a word that i automatically associate with patty lapone anyway because yeah. she's got such a her, she's got big balls yeah um but i totally agree with you yeah that's well said. Sex Pot Patty, number 10. Sex Pot Patty. Well, then you've inspired my list now to go my number 10 in real time. This is happening. My number 10 is going to be 1980 Tony Awards. And it's Patty Lapone doing Evita. So it's Patty Lapone. Mandy Patinkin, this is very young Patty, but not too long before anything goes. Happened not so long after that, which is a big yeah. kind of crazy departure for her. But uh, just 
the sheer power, first of all, the score is amazing and it's just this big thing and Mandy Patinkin comes out and he's singing his face off and it's the giant anthem at the end of act one and she comes, keeps coming forward and in her like silky nighty robe and belting that, he supports you and she is wailing and she does it three times, keeps like, like just topping herself each time and then the whole cast stands together and sings and there's all these like signs coming out and they're dropping down these posters and it's just powerful, mega musical, over the top, Patti Lapone goodness. Oh, I um, love it. It is so, it's so, it's so good. It's so good. It, it's, it's, that's the kind of like, because I, I grew up on the mega musicals too, yeah, but you know, yeah. <clears throat> all those British imports. Totally. That's, totally. That's a damn good one. That is a really good one. And I say to you that you have mm. absolved me of guilt for not having Evita on my list because okay, I was great. very torn about that as well. It's an incredible performance. Yeah. It's incredible. an incredible performance all across the board. It's striking. So number 10 there. So Patty's off to a great start on our list here. She is, but we knew she would be. We just yeah. knew she would be. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we certainly always knew she could be. We really did. We did. Yeah. Um, my number nine, oh, man, I, I am like all over the place with these <laughs> selections. Um, but I'm just going to stick with number nine because I, I, I talked about this show ad nauseum, uh, last week. Um, my number nine is the Tony performance from the revival cast of Chicago in 1997, seven, 97. Sure. Yep. Sure. We'll go with that. 96, 97. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, what else do I need to say about that? We we love this show. We love this cast. We love Phoebe Newirth. It's just. You see it and you're like, I have to see that show. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And Hot Honey, like I just like, I have, I, I've learned that number and I've, so I've studied these two. I've studied other pairs of Roxy's and Velma's Cheetah Rivera. It's just like those two together. I remember when I saw the show, seeing it then like later on the Tony Awards, I was just like, yeah. Amazing. I want to I want to be in New York. Never has a cartwheel been so effective <laughs> as in the hot honey rag. Yes. <laughs> a cartwheel and you're like, oh, my God, that explodes. That's so funny. I remember being a like little stuck up competition kid going, God, they're doing a cart. All they're doing is a cartwheel, like not even an aerial. But like even then I knew that that was impressive and that that was the most effective choice. Absolutely. But now I'm imagining Anne Ranking and BB Newirth trying to throw aerials at the end of the hot honey rag. That's that's a funny in a sad way when I think what about it. What could have okay. been? Mm -hmm. If I ever play Roxy or Velma, I'm, I'm doing an aerial. Are you throwing an aerial in there? Yeah, Is your aerial still in good standing? You know, I actually, when I watched this, I was like, can I still do an aerial? <laughs> I I think if I had to, I could I could pull it out. Yeah. I think I think that like the legs get lower, you know, like it turns into more of like a like swipe than like an actual up and down cartwheel. But right. only one way to find out, Charles. Yep. Let's take it to the streets. Let's take it to the streets. Uh, All right. Oh, good. Well, so you've absolved me of that now. Good. We're, this is this is a give and take moment. Uh, all right. So my number nine. Goes. I'm going to tie my number nine and, and because these two performances did the exact same thing for me, but at very different times in my life. Yeah. Um, 
but I will never forget sneaking out of my house because we weren't allowed to watch television on Sunday, sneaking out of my house to go watch the Tony Awards at a friend's house um, covertly. Uh, and I, for the very first time, heard 525,600 minutes and saw them all just standing in a line singing that incredible melody. And I was like, what is happening? What is happening? What is happening? And then they all jump on the table and it goes from Seasons of Love into La Vie Boheme and they're partying it out. And I was like, what is going on? Bought yep. the CD. My entire life became about rent for the at least the next year. Um, but seeing, I remember that Sunday and seeing that because also back then you didn't get a chance to like watch it again unless you yes. had the wherewithal to throw VHS tape into the old VCR. That's what I remember most about growing up in like that Sunday in June mm. when school was like either out or about to be out and you could stay up. It was like, for me, it was like later, it was lighter outside. Like I remember this, like being out and doing whatever, but then like coming home and like my parents would always have the Tonys on, even if they didn't know what it really was about and watching these performances. And I oh, remember yeah. the rent. Yeah. Specifically rent too. Yeah. I just thought it was so cool. Yeah, and yeah. as I was researching as well, I have the same feeling. And I remember this performance as well, because it's always cool with the Tony performances when they go, Oh, cause a lot of times they'll just do the 11 o'clock number or yeah. they'll just do the biggest production number in the show. But then they'll also be like, we have too many fierce ass moments. You, we've got to put together a medley of four songs for yeah. you, which is what they did on the Tony Awards for the original company of Spring Awakening, which starts with Mama Who Bore Me and it's Little Leah Michelle touching herself and the girls and they all have the microphones and they are, they're all just like being bratty and singing and then it goes to the guys and John Gallagher Jr. And then all of them rush the stage and they've all got microphones in the hand and they're doing blah, 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 blah. And like jumping up and down the tables and I was like, this is mind blowing. Yeah. I, yeah. If I had been the age I was when I saw the Rent thing, it was the same synapses firing in my brain. Um, so Rent and Spring Awakening, both taking my number nine for sheer thrill factor on the Tonys. Once again, Trolls, there may be some overlap. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> good. That's a good tie. And I, I agree with you, too. That's, like, very well matched. Um, so I'll allow the tie. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> my number eight is, okay, this is a show that I ended up seeing in New York, but I remember the same thing, being a kid and out of context seeing this number, and then I've spoken about this show before, then seeing the show and being blown away, and then getting to dress up like the characters and performing this number <laughs> for all of our parents in the suburbs. My number eight is The Life and their performance <laughs> of my body. <laughs> <laughs> i watched it again today and i was like i was like yep i'm like okay I, rem I remember that line again i mean similar to like you know it was um joey mcneely who was very fossey influenced and to me it was like a like a callback on on big spender but like turned on its head you know what i mean um and those vocals lilius white and sharon wilkins and felicia finley and all these strong women sam harris it's it was just i uh, yeah it's one of those instances like Rent, like where it, it, it's so powerful with them just standing on stage, like not having the glitzy set, not a ton of choreography, just like powerful vocals and storytelling. And that song 
too is such a bop if you have no context for the show and you're just yeah. like why are these hookers so fierce yes with that song nobody they layered at the end and they're all just yes. wait that's so a lot of these a lot of where i would watch these would be at gay bars on musical monday nights when they right. would play all these clips and and i was learning while researching this too that some of the things that I thought were Tony performances were other performances and some things that I really liked that I went back to try to find those weren't Tony performances, Really, but, but the life was always that Tony performance was always on the sketch. So good. It gives me goosebumps thinking about it. I love that show. Well, they got to hear some of that. Educate us. We got to hear a little bit of that of my body. All right, let's do it. I was thinking about I was thinking that like this is the one night and it might sound really corny but I was watching another performance that is on my list somewhere and you could hear other people cheering for the performance on performers on stage and you just knew that it was like a room full of your peers that don't get to do this all the time because they're all doing other shows and just the mm. sense of community that I felt especially in some of these older um, performances mm -hmm. is really is really cool yeah and there's no energy like it. You yeah. know, you've performed on the Tony Awards and, and there's, there's nothing like that one moment where you're like, this is going out to all the kids that we were. Totally. You know? Totally. Um, I love that. Okay, well now see, you're also, you're you're still, you're still affecting my list. Your impact is well felt. Well, may I always oh. impact your list. You do, you do. And I'm glad of it. Uh, my number. So where am I? Eight. 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 Yes, you had a tie for nine. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Great. Um, after much, oh, is this the right answer, Ben? Is this really what you want to say? I think it is. Okay. Uh, original Tony Ward performance of Pippin with Ben Vereen. The whole thing starts out. With, of course, the only way you're going to see this is on very grainy video, but the whole beginning of it is just that iconic visual of just the white gloves. So it's just his face coming out of the sea of darkness and being so crazy and all of those hands around him. And then they come out and they're these crazy creatures and the song is so infectious. And you, not only do I like want to see that show, I want to get up and be in whatever this cult is. Yes. It's very clearly a cult, but whatever they're doing, it's a cult. For sure. I want to be in, I want to be in that cult. And I watched it. And I was like, do I love this more than I love like 
the revival performance and there's just something so cool about it yeah that they they nailed it on the head with that and it's that opening number which makes for a perfect all-encompassing performance as well totally for the entire show you know so that's my number eight is pippin og cast do you want to listen to that are you saving yourself we can listen to that cheese to sour join us come and waste an hour or two our do journey journey to a spot exciting mystic and exotic why journey through our anecdotic review we've got magic to do just for you we've got miracle plays to play Anytime you can throw in a ha ha, I encourage you to do so. I selfishly just like the sound of all this, all the shows from the eighties, and like there's something about the like quality of the the playback that I really love. Yeah. So that was that was really for me. What's fun about listening to these actual Tony performances is you can hear in there he's throwing in all sorts of nonsense and making choices that you'll never hear again. Yeah. Just that he in that moment where he was like, ha, I'm gonna win this Tony tonight. Totally. Which, I, which he did. Which yes, he did. Yes, he did. He did. Night. Oh, I again, you're saving me. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, where is this gonna go? I don't I don't have it anywhere. <laughs> so look at that. Um, okay. Oh, seven. All right. This one, oh, number oh, seven. I'm just seven. gonna get right to it. Okay. It's again another another number where people end up downstage in a line. Powerful, lame is, ah, lame is, one day more. Yeah, uh, and oh my gosh, I remember doing a production of this show in high school. Like we did like ah. a concert version, and watching Francis Raphael, who was who's Eponine, just like belt like that in the 80s because remember like people weren't singing like that so i was watching this tony number today just thinking about how powerful it must have been for people to hear singing like i mean like she's like fully let's go you know like patty you know patty sings that way and was singing that way too but it was like it was a rare that belting was really rare it was was cool yeah 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 yeah. and that her Um. cutting through with that um (laughs) but he never saw me there that moment yeah Forget about it. One material. It's just like so good and scooping. Yeah. It's oh. just so good. My God, I want to I want to scoop guacamole with it. It's so scoopy. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. delicious. Uh, I love that. You're also helping me out. Okay, great. Okay. Uh, here's where I, I'm at seven now. Yes. yes. Okay, great. Math is hard. Okay, <laughs> math is math, especially. Math. Okay. Uh, my number seven, you know what? This is just the way it's going to be. My number seven is also, it's the life. I think it's 
one of the greatest <laughs> Tony Awards performances it is. ever done. I it's one of the it, it was going to be on the list from the second I knew we were doing this. Me too. It's, they come through with those kicks. I just it's it's on the list. It's staying on the list. It's it's at number seven. Is the life for aforementioned reasons. Yeah. So if you're not familiar, people, get yourself into that YouTube rabbit hole. You're gonna be so glad. It is so. Oh, I love it. I could watch it. I could watch it every day. Um, I, my number. Yeah. <laughs> my number six is what you've already said. Oh, what? My number six is Spring Awakening. Oh. And I'm gonna tell you something. I sort of like. I sort of resisted because a I haven't. I've never seen the show. Uh -huh. B, we were we were doing in the heights at the same time so we didn't really right. get a chance to and then i sort of became a contrarian about it because everybody was losing their shit over it and so at the time i was like oh okay like i'm sure and even when it came up in like top tony performances i was like i'm not so sure and i watched it and it, i it, it's on my list for the same reasons that you mentioned i mean like what it did for a new generation of theater lovers and theater audiences is what rented for us, mm -hmm. which like other shows that are probably on the list in the, in the next episode. It's just like, it was so powerful. Everyone like all oh, the, 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 the number in the chairs, the, all the guys and, and uh, the bitch of living, the bitch of living. Yes. Yeah. It's just like the choreography is so smart. The vocals are incredible. Of course. Um, Yeah. Oh, we've tied twice now. We've got two yeah. crossovers. Okay, Th that was your six. So now I'm that at was six? My six. Okay, yeah. so my six. <laughs> Thanks for bearing with us as we work out some <laughs> some gentle math through this difficult time. <laughs> Just some, during this uh, unprecedented time, oh, really truly of, of listing. Okay, in that case, I'm drawing a diagram. That okay. My number five, number six, and by five, I mean six. My number six of all time is going to be, and you've heard me talk about this, and we've already even listened to it. Um, and it's going to be Bernadette Peters doing Rose's turn on the Tony Awards. Uh, I watched it again today, and it is, and I watched that, and then I also watched some Patty, La the Patty Lapone revival, yeah, um, where they do everything's coming up roses um with the group and this is just bernadette on the stage alone and rumor is that she was incredibly ill that night but it is searing I it is it, it is the greatest it is so powerful and raw and you know how i love a breakdown that bitch is going down yes. baby and i love it and if you haven't and it's also weird because she did that <laughs> on the stage that year and then marissa jarrett won Oker won the tony and everyone i was like that's right that was the same year as hairspray that's right yeah and uh but it's an all-time favorite i and i do remember i think we were in san francisco maybe that year in the summertime doing doing wicked out of town that year may have been really Wicked was like two two thousand three, wasn't it? Right. When was when was hairspray? Is it? Oh yes, you're right. Yes. Why yeah. did I think two thousand eight? I got that wrong. And and I remember we all we had a little Tony party. We were watching, it and I watched that Bernadette moment, and I was like, cemented. My my gay feelings for her were just further cemented. So we don't have to listen to that because you've already heard it. But hot damn, you saved me once again. That was like. That was up there for me too. And I just couldn't, I, I didn't put it anywhere on my list. So, okay. 
Okay. We did it. We're down to, we're down where this is helping friends, helping friends. Look at that. And we hope you have been helped by our list. Uh Uh-huh. And you need to help us with ours and tell us what we're missing. Exactly. Tell us if you agreed with us, if you disagreed with us, what your top 10 through six would have been. You know, Where can they do that? They can do that on our Instagram. They can do that on our Twitter. They can do it anywhere else. Help me as my cold medicine wears off. <laughs> they can do it on our Instagram. They can do it on our Twitter. They can subscribe to the show and check That's in right. on our bonus episodes made just for them to see if maybe we come around to their way of thinking in the, in the after hours. Um, but we appreciate it. So subscribe to us, rate us, share with, the, with us with your friends. We like it. Okay, and here we go. Leave us a review, please. We love you. Only if it's nice. Yeah. All right, here we go. All right, Cheryl's. Dun, 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 dun. Number five, Cheryl's. Oh, wait. No, oh, we're done. Six. Oh, God. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you what's going on here. Okay, you guys can't see, but here's my list. And what's going on with the list today, do you see that there's a lot of arrows and circles and yeah. scribblings? It, it looks like a prescription. Those... Yeah, totally. I, which I also need to pick up. Uh, but I was moving. The pieces were moving in real time. This was a real chess game. And so I lost track. Okay, great. We only go to six. Well, That's then I guess right. you'll have to wait to hear my top five. And I can't Charles. wait to hear your top five. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, but we know that Bernadette is now not in the top five because she's six. Got it. Well, that's it for this episode. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. And uh, Thanks please for being tune in next week. Cheryl's. Our poor Cheryl's is, is not feeling so hot. So by the grace of God and Sudafed, she's counting right. down. She's living her listy life with us. So All right. Non-COVID listy life. Non-COVID. Don't I'm get it fine. twisted. Don't, Don't get, it twisted. get it twisted. Just get it listed. Uh, <gasps> oh, merch idea? Okay. Damn. Soon. Don't get oh it twisted. Just Don't... get it listed. Listed. All right. <gasps> and scene. Just loose cannons. Just loose. I... Wait, that's really good, though. Don't get it twisted. Just get it listed. As hey. Like... All I'm right. into that.